Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Good day, friends and family. Welcome to this amazing episode, which I have entitled Enlightened Prosperity with Matthew Ferry. Uh, we discover and go into a lot of depth, um, and it's very simple in this one. I love I love Matthew's approach. He's been in the uh, business of top performers and consciousness and, let's say, enlightenment, self-development, uh, uh, happiness, success for a long time. So we dive into um, coming to a state of peace, love, and harmony first, living with personal integrity, Matthew's take on enlightenment, understanding the mind as a drunk monkey, recognizing yourself as an individual and the eternal oneness, the purpose of mental chatter, the rapid enlightenment process, why there are many benefits to being a victim, and experiencing authentic freedom now. So this is a jam-packed, uh, action-packed, uh, what did I say, mind mind nutritious episode if that makes any sense probably doesn't but i'm just gonna keep it in there um just want to thank matthew for coming on this was was an amazing episode want to thank you guys for supporting the show um if you want to support the show now i have a patreon because people kept telling me to get one so now i have it so if you want to hook it up uh go to mattbelair.com there's a patreon link and there's also one in the store uh if you don't want to do that one thing you can do that really helps and it's simple it just takes a minute is to leave a review so so I want to thank uh, Dana K74, and uh, it says I was introduced to Matt from the Positive Head podcast and couldn't be happier. I love Matt's energy and message, and hope the word spreads. His guests are just as great, and I look forward to seeing a new episode in my feed. Recommending his show to everyone I know! Exclamation point. Much love and blessings to you and your listeners. Uh, so thank you so much for leaving that review. Thanks for uh, sharing it with your friends. That also really helps. I'm definitely not opposed to that. Definitely sh- uh, share with your friends. And when you leave a thoughtful review in iTunes, people read that and then they get inspired because they're looking for positive, conscious content. So if you want to uh, share, that really, really helps. Um, Patreon now and checking out our sponsors. So if you go to mattbelair.com store, you can get three free tracks from Synctuition, which is 3D binaural beats. Um, I've paid hundreds of dollars for one uh, high quality binaural beat track before when they were first coming out so now the technology is advancing it's kind of like the difference between like maybe a VHS and uh, I don't know a super blu-ray now or something we just uh, have advanced technology so check them out they're amazing the resonant science foundation has a free explorers lounge so most of the stuff uh, has free epic samples and discounts over there so check out the store and, and all my amazing friends and affiliates um, and I think that is about it. Um, you can, oh yeah, all my social media too. I always forget to say this, but you can go to YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at Matt Belair and uh, sign up for the email list. And that way we can stay in touch and I can keep you in the loop for all the cool stuff coming down the pipe. So 
Uh, and if you want a free lucid dreaming, uh, go to mattbelair.com slash lucid dreaming, and I will give you a free ebook, uh, guide to lucid dreaming ebook and a guided meditation to help you lucid dream quickly and easily. So yeah, so go and do that. So before we get in, let's come into a quick state of coherence. Um, so all we need to do is just set the intention to come into a state of coherence wherever you are. You could be driving with your eyes open, walking down the street. Um, but first is just set the intention to come into peace and coherence. Taking a deep breath in through your nose, imagining connecting with divine universal light and energy. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose, imagining this light come in and also coming down from the universe, just showering your body with powerful universal light. Just let that breath out slowly. Taking another deep breath in through your nose and then just imagine light coming up from the earth, from Mother Earth just supporting you, sending you love and energy and support. And just see these energies roll around in the center of your heart and just bring up one thing that you're grateful for. And just imagine what it would be like if you could have all of your hopes and prayers and dreams answered. What would your life look like? Just enjoy this now. Just imagine one thing you'd bring into your life. Maybe a new house, maybe traveling the world, maybe uh, helping others. Just see yourself as a free, divine, eternal being, completely supported by earth and spirit. And now as you connect to this energy of creation and you connect to this energy of gratitude, I want you to send this energy and support to your friends and your family. Send this energy as far and as wide as you can go, sending love and support and gratitude for all beings on the planet. Just wishing them all of the best and I'm sending you all of my love and support and gratitude, all of my energy and support to create your heart's vision, to come into alignment with source and with your highest self and with your highest good. And now just imagine this energy begin to come back to you tenfold, a thousandfold, a millionfold, just love and gratitude being sent back to you from all sentient beings on the planet. Just allow yourself to receive this energy, to receive love and gratitude for yourself. And just allow yourself to bathe in that energy, just deep at love and gratitude and presence for yourself. There you go. So now we are ready for this fantastic episode with Matthew Ferry. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. For the last 25 years, today's guest has been coaching thousands of top performers to achieve enlightened prosperity. His books, audios, and seminars utilize his street-tested methodology called the Rapid Enlightenment Process, a guaranteed system to achieve profound states of happiness and success in life. Welcome to the show, Matthew Ferry. What is up? Nice name, Matt. Right back at you, brother. Yeah, exactly. Gift from God. That's what that means. I don't know if you know that or not. I did not know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Huh. It is re that's really amazing. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And I'm super excited about sharing with your viewers some of the ideas to help them get into deep states of happiness and peace and be unbelievably practical about it and apply it to their everyday life so that they can um, live the life that they want. 
that sounds really great. <laughs> I think everybody would be excited about that. Um, yeah. It was it was great to look at your background. You've you've done a lot of work. Um, you're out there. You're doing it. You've been doing it for a long time. For people who are new to your work and, and the message you're bringing, do you want to give them a little bit of a brief uh, brief background of of how you got to where you are, and then we'll dive into these fascinating concepts. Yeah, sure. You know, I think I'm I'm probably um, a, a standard um, spiritual type who had pretty profound moments early on in life. And you know, at, at nine years old, I was accidentally leaving my body, and uh, you know, the state of ecstasy and and peace and joy was like so intense uh, that I I never really uh, I, I could never forget about it. And uh, you know, so as a standard. Um, teenage modality. I tried drugs. I tried alcohol. I tried sex. I tried stardom. I tried success. I tried money. I tried, um, you know, everything possible to achieve those states again, to just go back into that state where I knew that all was well and that um, nothing bad was happening in the world and none of it worked. And it wasn't until I really dove back into my inner game that I was able to start to experience those states of ecstasy and joy and peace um, that I that I sought. And uh, the crazy thing was, as I began to go inward and and resolve some of the own negativity within myself that was um, blocking me from my my peace and my joy, uh, everything started working better. <laughs> everything started. I started to become more effective at all the things that I did. Um, and back in the day, I was a real estate sales coach. My father is the top real estate sales coach in, in probably in the world right now. Uh, maybe my brother, who is uh, his competition, is you know coming up on his heels. But uh, uh, the thing is, is that when I was working with these realtors, I would see, okay, yeah, I could teach you what to do, but then you wouldn't do it. Or if you did do it, you were miserable. And then if I just began to share just a little bit of the stuff that I was experiencing all of a sudden they would flourish and they would start to, to have this incredible acceleration in their prosperity and their effectiveness. And so ultimately uh, I just sort of had to come to peace with myself that um, while I am deeply devoted to people being productive, effective, and um, prosperous in their lives, uh, I, you know, the way that I assist people to get there is by sorting out their own happiness and peace and getting to a state of joy and peace and flow first and then applying that energy to their money making and their relationships and et cetera, et cetera. So that's sort of the evolution of the last 30 years. Amazing. You know, I totally agree with that. And it, it's funny how, you know, some people are are either on that page and it really makes perfect sense to get to a, a high vibrational state first, you know yeah. what I mean? Sort of what's really important first so we can flow from there rather than do it backwards. And I've brought it up a few times. Uh, maybe you can remember, but what is it? It's like uh, the Dalai Lama quote where he's like, we trade um, our time for this and our health for that. Do you know what I'm talking about that quote? I need to pull it up because I referenced yep, it. I do, but I don't, I'm like you, I don't remember it. I'm, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't log all the quotes, but I am yeah. inspired by them. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, essentially, you know, the bottom line is we'll trade, 
you know, all these things rather than just getting to the most important thing first, what we value first, you know, it's like, you know, we'll work really hard. So then when we retire, then we get the thing, but how about we get into joy and peace and prosperity and fulfillment now, and then work for the, for those things from, from that state. So I definitely yeah, I, resonate you know, with that. I have a client that I just I just got off the phone with. So you know I, I have um, um, many different businesses that I'm operating, and one of them is a private coaching business. And my main clients are some of the wealthiest, most successful people in the world. And I just got off the phone with a guy. Um, you know they probably have a, a fifty million dollar net worth, and he still is afraid that he's gonna that he that he doesn't have enough. He's still afraid that he's not successful enough. He still feels like he's a loser. And, um, and the game that we're playing with him is not about how do we make more money? The game is how do you come to a place where your reality has integrity? Because your reality currently is, um, is being degraded by these um, entropic forces that are a natural part of the universe that we live in, greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, these aspects of consciousness, when, um, when you don't spot them and see them, they actually pull you into a distorted reality that causes you to experience negativity for no reason. You become attached to imaginary benefits that aren't even coming, hoping that they will produce the actual feeling you want when that feeling is available right now if you just move into quiet mind states. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, I totally agree. One of the things that I'll I'll say to people when they're talking about enlightenment, and we'll definitely dive into there because I, I like your approach and from what I've read on it, you know, I'm, I'm in full alignment and agreement. And, you know, so I'll just say just enlightenment is three deep breaths. You know, if you can come to the fo focus, quiet the mind, yeah. You know, there's no mind getting in the way to tell you that it's not or the thing that you need is just the present moment. It is here now. It's here always. And the thing when people maybe haven't you don't need to meditate or you don't really have to do anything. But when your mind is just running all the time and it's just scattered, all it's hard to kind of get to this space of stillness to experience that because that's kind of the natural nature of our mind, the monkey mind, which you speak on. So maybe I'll pass it over to you to talk a little bit about your your book. I love the title, Quiet Mind, Epic Life, and you know your view on you know practical enlightenment and rapid enlightenment because uh, you know I think that you have a nice take on it. I I suspect that uh, my my ideas about it are just a little more practical and though I am definitely part of the um, you know the spiritual tribe out there who is intrigued by uh, what would probably not be very mainstream ideas I'm also unbelievably uh, devoted to taking these ideas that we think of as you know like oh it's so um, you know wild and new agey you know how do you make that really practical and for me enlightenment, uh, is really the, it, it's just an extreme level of discernment in reality. Enlightenment, really, if you're just being honest, it's just you seeing things as they are. Rather than seeing things through your filters, you see that you have filters. You see that your mind is a, is, should not be trusted. You don't listen to your mind like it is your friend. Your mind calls you fat and stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like if your friends called you fat and stupid, you, they wouldn't be your friends but you listen to your mind like that all the time. 
And so I call the, the mind the drunk monkey. And, um, you know, it sort of came about when I was young. Uh, I had a mentor, um, Jose Silva. And Jose Silva, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know him personally, probably like you, I just studied people, right? Um, uh, and Jose Silva, as I was studying his stuff, he was talking about the monkey mind. I was like, you know what? My mind is, my mind is wasted. My mind is like a, a complete obnoxious drunk person. And I started calling my mind the drunk monkey back then. But uh, what I have found is, is that when you, when you actually correct the imbalances that are occurring in consciousness, and these imbalances are just outdated pieces of information, we might call them karmic. Uh, when you correct the karmic imbalances of greed, for example, the fear that there won't be enough, when you when you're able to see that for what it is, it's an aspect of consciousness. It's a part of the race consciousness. It's been unbelievably valuable. It's just no longer relevant. When you're able to come to a peace with, it's no longer relevant. I have all the stuff that I need. I, I have a phone. I have a computer. I have a place to live. I have a mode of transportation. I, I can put food on the table. And even if I had none of that stuff, the society that we've set up, will make sure that I have all the things that I need. If I am a, a kind and supportive person, I'm going to get the stuff that I need in general. So, and I, I can be in charge of my kindness. I can be in charge of whether I'm collaborative or supportive. So when you, when you come to a place of recognizing that stuff, Matt, and you see it, all of a sudden the motive for thinking disappears. And what I have found, at least the, for me, the rapid enlightenment process is to remove the motive for thinking. And when you remove the motive, here comes your spirit, here comes your, your intuition. Your, I mean, you're literally overwhelmed with joy and happiness on a regular basis. You're like crying for no reason. You feel so good. And when you're in that state, you're creative, you're resourceful, you're effective, you're powerful. I mean, it's ridiculous what happens when you're in that state. Hmm. That's fascinating. That's <laughs> wow. That's you know that's a new one for me actually. I've heard of a lot of different things. I've never heard that specifically. That's really fascinating. So okay, so you touched on it a little bit. How so? Getting to the root. How do we remove the motive for thinking exactly, and and go a little bit more into the rapid enlightenment process? Um, so maybe like an example would be you know you get up and. The way that what I say is, uh, you know, a common thing for people would be you get up and then the brain turns on and it goes to find some money, right? Because that's what you got to do. Because if you don't find the money, you don't find the sandwich. You know what I mean? And that's the important thing. Back in the day, we went to go find the elk. It was, it was very simple. So now yeah. it's just a lot more complicated. So yeah. um, I'd love for you to dive a little bit deeper into that because I think that's really fascinating because, you know, our, our mind is about 70 to uh, 90,000 thoughts a day. They're mostly repetitive, uh, probably mostly negative. Like you said, it's a, your mind is a bit of a drunk a-hole to yourself. And you're, it's, you're touching on really a very powerful concept. You know, another to go a little bit deeper into it, you know, when you look at when I'm reading some of the masters and how we visualize how we create a reality, uh, it'll talk about visualizing it, putting it into the quantum field or whatever you want. Right now, you could have a desire that's 100 percent. And I, I equate it to a pond, like a big pond. And you say a uh, million dollars. Let's just say that, although we want it to be like a house or an ideal family, something more 
value-based ideally, but let's just say it's an object, a million dollars or ideal career. You drop it in and then the waves go out and the universe is going to bring it back to you because you have that right. But right beside it, you drop uh, you know, 100 pounds of doubt, the exact same poundage of your desire. So now you have a distorting signal. But what people don't understand, and I think that you're touching on so powerful, is that when we put out the desire and the thing that we want, we also sh shout out every thought we have is interference, every every worry, every doubt, everything. And so now you're just dropping all these pe pebbles to interfere. And so if we could take that out and you can help us with that and get really deep, that's going to be a really powerful state of being to bring in and attract more prosperity and um, ideal scenario. So maybe you can you can jump in on that. Well, I'm uh, I'm also going to open some slides because I have a slide that might be helpful on this. We'll see if I can get it to open and, and share. Um, yeah, I think that's a, it, there's a couple things. Okay, you touched on a couple things. I'd like to start by clarifying what has um, both occurred for me and then what I have verified through my experience of working with. Uh, high-powered individuals who are, in fact, very creative and um, do have tremendous capability at bringing what they want into reality. Hold on a second. Do I have that thing? It's not pulled up here. Okay, I'll do that in a minute. I'll come back and grab it. We, at at the level of consciousness where we recognize ourselves as an individual, but have not yet recognized ourselves as the pervasive oneness um, uh, manifesting, we are intrigued by the idea of, I put my, I, my thoughts on something, and then the waves go out and the thing comes back. And that's a, a very important part of our evolution as we move towards greater states of enlightenment. As you move into the higher states of enlightenment, you begin to realize that you are the one that is being created, that you're not creating anything. And the idea that you're creating something is, um, it begins to feel a little preposterous that you are uh, an, a, an expression of the pervasive oneness. The electrons, protons, and neutrons that are, are you are nothing more than uh, you and I are seeing the fluctuation of energy that is then distinguishing it to our, our senses. But there is this, the world is manifesting and everything is possible. So doubt is part of the buffet. Here it is. It's possible. And this dream is also possible. And what people like you and I have been working on, and, and probably your listeners as well, is we've been working on putting our attention on the, the thing that is coming. So I want to say it in this way, that when, when we have a new idea for a goal, it's not our idea. It's not mine. The idea is, is there. It's in the field. It's coming. And as it comes, my goal is to just focus on it and, and experience it and be it and just trust that it's coming and not get attached to the meaning 
of its full expression because it may express itself, it may not. I may get my goal, I may not get my goal. It's sort of like this. We're not creating goals. We are the goal that is being created. The goal is coming through us. It's in the field. We're noticing it, and the quieter our mind gets, the easier it is to notice the good stuff. The quieter our mind gets, the easier it is to see the really positive, amazing things that are manifesting in our experience. And the more our mind is cluttered, the more we notice all of the survival-based ideas, which are ideas like, there's not enough, so I need to go grab it. Or ideas like, um, the world is messed up and I'm a victim and I'm powerless and what am I going to do to fight against it? When we, are, when we are focused in that way, we have a tendency to then channel that part of the creative expression of the universe into our reality, into the world. We are what is being created. So there is the collaboration, but there's also the recognition that um, stuff is manifesting. The, the universe is, is seeking to go into higher states of order at all times. And there's also entropic forces at the exact same time that are degrading. Well, it's like, where, where do you want to play? Because it's all available and neither is bad or good or right or wrong. They both exist. They're all here. Where do you want to focus? So as you, I'm going to say it in this way, as you recognize that there are underlying um, aspects of consciousness which are programmed in, let's call it genetically and karmically, into the way in which we filter reality, as you recognize that, you can then do something about it. You can choose something else. When you choose something else, your mind boom, goes into this quiet state. The only purpose of the mind, the purpose of all that chatter is to survive. But to survive is absurd. You're not going to survive. You will die, period. And there's also a recognition that when you die, all you are is energy. All that, so you're not actually dying. And we see with, now that we have ha, had these um, medical advancements, we have these people who have these near-death experiences and they're like, holy smokes, wait a second. I'm telling you right now, I died and then this other stuff happened and then I came back and I wanna tell you uh, something else going on here, right? So we have, we as a people are waking up to this idea that, uh, that as, sort of globally, we're, you're not going anywhere. You're just gonna have a different experience. So you might as well let go of all the survival-based stuff so you can focus on this thriving energy. Sorry, I was getting a little bit uh, uh, ranty there. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm passing it back to you. Beautiful. That's the that's the whole point, man. I love I love when the the guests can rant. That that was a really beautiful rant too, and I I resonate with it. I align with it. You know, the way that I kind of feel, and I'm glad because you added some clarity there, where it's you know you you kind of perceive it as the I goal, right? So it's like Matt is you know, Matt, we're both Matt. So Matt is bringing this forth when you're also suggesting is like, we're not bringing anything forth. It's, it's, it's life itself. It's the divine principle. It's, it's the oneness that we're, we're picking it up from and we're expressing life through ourselves as a unique signature of life in harmony with the one thing. And 
Um, you know, I've been bringing it up all the time lately because I love the book, but it's the life and teaching and masters of the Far East. And they're explaining on how they do all these miracles, like like Christ level miracles of healing and, and uh, bilocation and all these things. And they the masters say, this is scientific fact. This is universal law. Everybody can do this. And we're not doing any of it. It's the divine principle. It's its source. It's nature itself. It's the stuff that's breathing us. You know, Coop Blackson was on a little go a little bit ago and he talked about how, you know, life is breathing us, you know, our hearts, it's it's beating our hearts and it's you know, it's it's growing the trees and it's doing all those things. We're not doing any of that. So no, we can not. kind of identify um, you know, with what we're bringing forth. This is my business, my car, my creation. And really at the end of the day behind that, it's life's creation, creating it through you. And you get, you know, a say when you kind of uh, quiet the mind and, and feel into what feels good and you get to create, it's a co-creation, you know, with, with the bigger picture behind you. And that's really the powerful space to be in because otherwise it's what we're touching on as well as the survival state. When you're in the survival state, you got to go get a stack of sandwiches. You got to go get a whole bunch of money and loot and stuff like that because you got to make sure that you can eat sandwiches for the rest of your life to survive. And people get in the fear state where they stack up all that gold and that stuff to make sure, right? Because somebody could come in one day and just take it all right away. So you need more. And when you're out of that state, when you're when you're in this the other side of the realm where you know that you're eternal, that you are life, that you continue and there's nothing to be afraid of. Well, now you're starting to play with real personal freedom with the other side. So I think that that's what you're touching on. Um, and I'll kind of give it back to you to see where you want to go with it. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about the rapid enlightenment process because it's it's so interesting that you know, you have all these guests and people will touch on it. It's the same principle, but it's like when you get it right, it kind of sinks in and little by little, little by little, it sinks in. So I'd love to hear uh, your take on it. And then I really love, I think you even have a trademark, uh, trademarked enlightened prosperity, which is a common thing in the spiritual community where if you're giving of service, then you can't be prosperous, right? It's It's like two different things, but now we're we're uh, kind of moving away from that, hopefully, as a culture, so we can have both. So I just wonder if you want to touch on one or both of those. All right. Well, um, so the rapid enlightenment process is actually a process that utilizes um, contextualization. And what I have what I have discerned over the years is that by shifting your context, so it's exactly what you just talked about. When you accept, when you adopt, when you um, admit that the source of life in you is the source of life in everything and everyone else, when you admit it and you embrace it you and you recognize that we're all basically one thing expressing itself in infinite variety, the moment you adopt that contextualization is the moment that you're mind goes into a quiet state, your awareness increases and your ability to accept goes up. So it's like this, the mind goes quiet. When the mind goes quiet, you see more. As you see more and more and more, you then are confronted with a whole reality that you weren't seeing before. And then you have to use techniques or skills of acceptance 
And those skills of acceptance are the tools in which you're going to consistently increase your consciousness. And your consciousness, again, being literally just how much you accept or how much you can see and how much you accept of what you can see. So the lower your consciousness, the less you accept and the less you see. So the rapid enlightenment process it takes on a two-prong approach. One, my goal is to expose people to context that when they are exposed to it, it instantaneously jars their reality. It shocks them into seeing things in a completely new way. Then the second part of that is to utilize a framework of acceptance. So one of the base tenets of the rapid enlightenment process is total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times, including yourself. And what has to happen now is the moment you set that intention, my objective is to accept all people in all situations at all times, to accept all aspects of life. The moment you set that intention, you now have to confront how much you don't accept. And then once you confront how much you don't accept, then you have to start to look and see, well, what is the source of my opinion? Because what you discover is that all suffering is sourced in opinion. That if you didn't have an opinion about it, you wouldn't suffer. If you were just like, okay, that's fine, great. No opinion, no suffering. So the moment you have the realization, right? So you come to one of my events or you do one of my processes, suddenly there's, there's an expansion in what you are willing or what you can see. Now you have to confront, can I accept what I see? Because you go into these existential states and, and what you see is jarring because it, it doesn't, it's not what you normally would see in life. Normally it's like, I need to have a kid and I need to have a nice car and I need to live a great life. And I have to, I, you know, I even talk to go hang out with my yoga friends. It's like, and I have to have 14 yoga studios and I need to make sure I'm going to change the world because it's all broken. And I have decided through my infinite wisdom that the world should be a better place and we should all be spiritual, right? We, we don't even realize how arrogant we are as spiritual people and how much we don't accept. So as your consciousness goes up, you see more. Now you have to deal with that I'm actually greedy, but I'm greedy in a different way. I'm greedy for people to be enlightened. I'm afraid that the world isn't enlightened enough and therefore it's broken. And somehow the world is being victimized because evil exists rather than recognizing evil is a part of the process. Evil is just as valuable to consciousness as Positivity and joy is. They are equally valuable. And the question becomes, where do you want to spend your time? I, I, I think that the, the foundation of the entire process is, one, experiencing contexts that are beyond normal, rational ways of thinking, and two, practicing techniques to accept what you see. That, that in the nutshell, is the rapid enlightenment process. That's amazing. I love it. Spot on. Spot on. Um, I'm going to ask it right away so I remember. Um, I'd love to know some of those techniques, and then I'd like to share 
some of the feedback on that because for me, that's actually something that I had to face maybe my early 20s when I was figuring out what was going on and reading, you know, been reading on Zen and Enlightenment for a long time. And uh, so then it got to the stage of, oh, God, the world is so broken, sweet, sweet bananas. You know, what do I what do I do? And then for a few years, I was depressed and I put the whole world on my shoulders. And, uh, you know, I was still learning and seeking. And I came to this space where I essentially came to that. It's like, what makes you think that the world is broken? What makes you think that you're the one who's supposed to save it? Um, you know, and then, you know, divine source is like, this isn't broken, dumb, dumb. You know, this is, you know, I have the oceans, I'm doing the sun, I'm doing everything. Now you're in a space though, you're in a container where you get to choose and look at, at things that you can improve. And then that's going to be your gift. And that's what you can do that. And that if that lights you up and that makes you feel like you're growing, it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe if you're a flower and, and light and kindness and service is the sun and you kind of grow up and it makes you feel good. That's fantastic. And it's not your job to kind of do that for anyone else and think, oh, they're not doing it now. It's, you know, that's where the compassion piece comes in with with the Buddhist monks and things like that when I studied in Nepal. And, and just the concept is that you have compassion because you were aware what, what it was like to be in Maya and be confused and to have that. But you don't go and be confused also. You just respect their process and you hold your space for where you are. And if there's an opportunity to help them and in a way that's aligned with you, you can do that. Um, but they're not your responsibility. So I think that's a really uh important way to uh to view it and and you touched on that really nicely so maybe you can just share a couple of those uh tools because that because i know it one of the ways you know on a, on a big scale will be either burning man is one of those contextual experiences that you go through that rattles your brain and whole life and makes you reconsider everything uh, ayahuasca can have that there can be a spontaneous awakening there could be a, just a a conversation and you know, I think that you're so right, even in a direct conversation with what people can handle, right? They they kind of have this gauge, right? And so even though they see it, they might not want to accept it because it starts to shatter their paradigm. So I think that that is a really important piece of the equation and would love to hear some of the tips. All right. So I think it, it's going to start with this and hold on. I'm I'm trying to bring this slide up here for you so that we can look at it together. Okay. I'm, I'm and, stoked. I haven't done a slide on here. And, and I know yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm working on a podcast with Alan Green who does these and Dan Winter and they're always slides. So it's a good to good to test and get in. All right. So uh, I don't nice. let's see. Is it is it sharing? Uh, it's loading. Yes. Right, cool. Success. <clears throat> so uh, the the really important thing uh, in the rapid enlightenment process is to recognize that awareness is the key, and, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but I'd like to just say it in this way, that awareness makes you flexible. So you have to be flexible to start. And if you are not flexible, then new options don't appear. So you, you start with awareness. The moment you become aware, so when I meet people, they're holding the gun, and they're shooting themselves in the foot on a regular basis. And they're like, Matthew, I'm walking around and my foot is bleeding all the time and it's such a pain in my butt and I don't know what to do and I'm, I'm so impeded. And then with awareness, the first thing that I do is I go, uh, who's holding the gun, yo? And they're like, holy shit, 
the gun is in my hand. And I go, that's right. There's the gun right there. And the gun typically, if we look on the slides, it's typically going to be experienced as an unconscious reflex of the drunk monkey. So suddenly the drunk monkey is forecasting negativity or the drunk monkey is wanting to fit in and be a part of the group, or the mo drunk monkey is trying to be right about things. These, these kinds of awarenesses are incredibly important. The moment you become aware, you become flexible. So you go, oh my gosh, that's, my, that's me with the gun. And then now it occurs to you, well, maybe I won't pull the trigger. Maybe I'll put the gun down. Maybe I'll get a Band-Aid. Maybe I will start to love on my foot instead of shooting it over and over and over. A whole new set of options appears. And then those options give you power. So power for humanity, a power for a human being is related to optionality. The more options you have, the more power you have. So you, you, all you have to do is begin with awareness. The moment you can see what's happening is the moment you have choice. And as soon as you have choice, now you can start to deal with what is the benefit to me to continue to be a victim? Because there's a tremendous amount of benefit in being a victim. There's, uh, there's so much benefit in being a victim. It's like the most popular thing on earth. There is no more popular way of operating than being a victim. So you have to deal with your own stuff. You go like, wait a second, I'm being a victim here. So let's go to the slide. The reality we're experiencing is way down here, this little circle. That's our reality. The, the reality is being shaped in this way. It starts up here in the quantum field. And the quantum field is really the genesis of our reality. And it is expressing itself through us. Now, our slice of that reality, we'll call it our soul, our consciousness, has its own set of, of um, balances, imbalances, creative forces, destructive forces, and it occurs through um, deep uh, investigation. We use a lot of applied kinesiology for our investigative tools, very, very effective contextualizing tool, but it, it occurs that inside of consciousness, you have all these unexplained tendencies. So you, you and I, Matt, we came in a certain way. We came in sort of spiritual wackadoodle types. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we were just like, you know what? Life isn't what everybody says it is, right? And it's just like a natural part of the way that we were. And there's other people who come in, they're like, you know, ooh, math, right? Or oh, basketball, right? Everybody just has their own like thing that they come in with. We're gonna call that a part of the soul or consciousness. If you don't have a tool for understanding what's going on in your consciousness, then you will always feel like life is, is pulling you or life is forcing you to be a certain way. So there's a certain set of techniques that you have to utilize and, and uh, typically we utilize them with um, uh, applied kinesiology. We'll actually investigate what strengthens you and what weakens you, not what's true and what's false. That to me, um, uh, you know, one of my mentors, Dr. Hawkins, was really uh, excited about truth and falsehood. And what I found is that truth and falsehood is contextual and really all muscle testing will tell you is what's strong and what's weak and that's it. So we use that to investigate consciousness. That then helps you to become aware of that there are these hidden motives to survive. 
and they are a part of what we'll call your unconscious. And those hidden motives, if you don't know what they're, greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble is a hidden motive. You and I, as spiritual ties, we've been trained that we should be more humble. But what does humble actually mean, Matt? It means to make yourself lower or less important. That's not an effective context, my friend, to be lower. Resistance is a hidden motive. Traitor is a hidden motive. We hide ourselves. We don't, we don't tell people what we really think for fear of losing some imaginary benefit. We are, we're attached. We're attached to realities that don't exist. The awareness of this is unbelievable. When we point it out, when we're like, hey, here's a reality, look at it, right? People are like, they, you know, there's a, there's an, uh, like a revolting feeling that people have, but that revolting feeling then gives way to a whole new reality. Then you have your personality, and your personality really is nothing more than um, uh, survival reflexes. So you have the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey, and that creates your reality. So the, the most important thing here in the, in the process of, of rapid enlightenment is awareness. And it's my job as the teacher of my students, my job is to assist people in becoming aware of the, let's call them karmic influences, and giving them tools to address the karmic imbalances that are occurring, then to see the hidden motives, then to recognize the unconscious reflexes. And as soon as they have these things in an effective context, they're able to shape their reality in a way that is unparalleled and they can create enlightened prosperity. I hope that explains it. I will. Wow. Yeah. Here's a little drunk monkey for you. Ta-da. <laughs> nice. Here's the list. Here's the list of hidden motives. Oh, being perfect. Greedy, yeah, that's playing the victim, following illogical rules, being humble, hiding your true intentions, being a traitor, pride, being lazy, resistance, holding grudges, hating. You know, so many of us spiritual types, we we hate negativity. Like when people are negative, we're like, oh, that person's so negative, right? But we literally engage the thing that we are resisting. We use the thing we're resisting against ourselves. And it is with this awareness that, oh man, everything shifts and changes. All right, I'll stop sharing. I'll stop screen sharing. We'll go back to video mode. Hi, and we're back now. Hey. That was great. I love that. Yeah, you touched on a, you touched on a lot of points there that are that are really great. And you know, I was, I was actually working with a, an amazing new client of mine as well today. And just how common it is, you know, some people call it shadow work. For some reason, that term bugs me. I don't know why it is. Yeah, um, agreed. Because uh, to me, what it implies that uh, um, it implies that it's somehow bad or shady. And it's, right. not, it's just it's just an aspect of consciousness that is entropic in nature. So we want to have we want to move more towards the creative, um, you know, self-ordering side of consciousness. And part of doing that is to release our fascination or association with the entropic side of things. Yep, wonderful. This is why I have guests like you. See, it's my own upgrades and, and bringing light. The way that I kind of phrase it 
tour was just bringing awareness to it, bringing it in light, you know what I mean? Like enlightenment, just to be aware of a full 360 upside down view of it, not bad and not, oh, this is good. This is bad. So I love that you say it like, is this, how did you phrase it? Is this, uh, is this helping me or hindering me or is it, yeah, is it creative? Is it moving forward? Is it moving towards or is it entropic? Is it degrading and moving away from? Right, exactly. And creative to create. You are creating and you are all you are a creator and you have the option to create disharmony and discord and disease. Yeah. And you have the option to create wealth, prosperity, abundance, flow. And a part of that is moving th through and seeing the full awareness and aspects of you that you're identifying with. And for sure, that's a really great touch point on the spiritual community for because it's something that I dealt with, you know, I was like fully of service forever as all the way in and uh, really struggle with that ability to receive, right? Because I did perceive as like, you know, the less than and, and you have these little tiny Humble. things that make, yeah, make a huge difference in, in how you relate. And I'm constantly learning, you know, one of the recent fears I've had over the podcast was like, oh, shoot, you know, I've grown a lot in the last 10 years, you know, 12 years. And each year, it's it's kind of growing even more. So I'm going to hear myself and be like, oh, man, you dumb, dumb. You know what I mean? Just uh, where were you then? And so, you know, just I always offer for people to really just honor their own process and growth and where they are, you know, take take what people are saying and, and you know, become your own master. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not here to, you know, try and tell you how it's done. It's just to have open conversations with people who are moving towards things that feel better in, in a holistic manner, not in a shove it in the corner and never look at it. It's just, okay, cool. How do I grow and, and, and know more of myself? And that's kind of my my process is wanting to know myself wanting to uncover who i am really uh what is this life experience what is consciousness itself is such a gnarly concept you know and you just open up more and more rabbit holes the deeper you go down and so um the more aligned we can be the easier the ride and you can only know whether you're giving yourself a bumpy ride and you're hitting every rock on the bank or you're kind of in the middle and surfing the wave and it feels good and that's kind of you know what we're sharing so grateful to have you on. Well, I'm grateful to be a part of it. Um, you know, for, uh, for the majority of my life, I have not spoken about these things in public. And I have been sort of in my laboratory, working with thousands and thousands of clients, personally assisting them in going into a state of complete quietness in their mind and um, extreme levels of discernment being able to uh, you know, look at a person directly in their eye and, and see with absolute clarity the, the aspects of that person that are degrading and the aspects of that person that are creative. And you know, that provides an unparalleled advantage, unparalleled advantage in life. And if you're able to see someone in a degrading state, and not resist in any way, it, it gives you such an advantage because the moment you resist the degrading aspects of life, it's the moment that you become, you literally invoke within yourself the, that, those aspects in which you are resisting. I say it like this, what you accept will transform. What you resist will persist. 
So the ultimate state is to be in a state of acceptance, total and complete acceptance. But that doesn't mean that you allow yourself to be degraded. So for example, um, I don't intentionally sleep with black widows in my bed, but I also don't resist the black widows in the backyard. I understand their place in the, in the process. I don't intentionally resist the, the hawk that is flying around in the backyard. Um, I love the uh, roadrunner back there, but I have seen many roadrunners disappear. And I don't resist the nature of things, but I also don't allow myself to be degraded. So I don't put myself in a situation where I'm intentionally and purposefully using my spiritual power to be okay with things that are actually um, degrading and pulling me down. I, I'm like you, I'm seeking to go into greater and greater states of harmony, harmony, happiness, and peace. And that doesn't make me better than anybody else. That's just what I'm into. I'm the aspect of the universe that is growing towards greater states of, of, of order. And then there are other people and things in the world that are part of the universe that are entropic in nature and they are growing into, or, you know, they are degrading into these, uh, you know, negative states and that's okay. Negativity and positivity are equally valuable to the universe and not one is better than the other. They both exist in this place that we are. And when you and I can, be completely in in negativity and and um, not resisted in any way, then we don't become it. And so often, what we're doing is we're resisting the negativity of life, and then we're experiencing it, and then we're hating it, and then we're becoming arrogant and right about it, and it literally is just see you later, driving us down. All is yeah, well man. in the world, my friend. All is well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I was thinking of an analogy, and I don't know if it equates, um, but maybe you can kind of help out because it's trying to. It just came to my mind. It's kind of like you resist, right? Let's say you hurt your back really bad, and you're you're bedridden. You can barely walk. Like you you can't move. And so, you know, you could have that as like the external force. Somebody's being an ass to you or something challenging happens in your life um, in some sort of manner, right? And so the resistance would be, you know, I don't accept this, so I'm going to start trying to jog. But your body is like, uh-uh, you know what I mean? And then you just make it worse and worse rather than you're kind of like accepting the thing that happened. And now you're going to work with the situation that you have. And that could, you know, maybe allow you to read more books. You know, the example that comes to my mind is Bruce Lee where he did hurt his back. He was bedridden. He, you know, he didn't go try to train and, and do it the way that he saw it. He read all these books on martial arts, Western boxing, and he, he learned, he said, you know, probably the greatest amount of information that transformed him became really who he was because it was forced. And so he just, he didn't resist the injury. So we're doing it in these microcosms of these interactions, right? Politics could be a good one, right? Oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not resisting that you're left or right wing or whatever the case is. You, you're that, and it's just information, and that's fine. But if I resist and I gotta push back and and be your opposite, then you're gonna always find somebody to bicker with. And so, you know, when you accept it, you could also learn something valuable from that side. You know, it doesn't mean you have to take that side doesn't mean you go let the black widow bite you you're just allowing it to be 
you know, which is its right. And, and so that's kind of what I was so, thinking of that. I am so thankful for Donald Trump being in office because it is so evident that he is waking people like you and I up and that we have been um, very comfortable in our upward mobility and our joyous disposition and our desire to do good. We've been, uh, you know, kind of just hanging out, enjoying that. And it's so interesting to watch the mobilization of good, the mobilization of, of um, acceptance and appreciation that has occurred in the presence of someone who represents, um, you know, hating and um, non-inclusive and keep people out and push people away and destroy and, and um, you know, he represents... Uh, uh, what appears, at least in just in the, the view that I have, appears to be a, a more degrading perspective. And it's so wonderful to have that degrading perspective be so well broadcast. And suddenly you see all of these more creative, upward, um, you know, more ordering perspectives waking up and saying, wait a second, what if we accepted everybody? What if we allowed it all to be? What if it was okay right now? What if uh, all was well in the world? It's so, it's so wonderful to watch. I don't have an opinion either way, really, uh, about uh, you know, politics and what's happening there. Um, but I am fascinated by the dynamic and the play that happens as uh, one perspective gets pushed forward it creates the opposition and the other perspective gets pushed forward. It's very, very interesting to watch. And the game is, can you watch it without resistance? Can you watch it with curiosity, with intrigue, with interest, knowing that you are an infinite being and that none of it really matters and that in the end, you're going to die and no one will really care. Like they'll have a moment or two with, <laughs> we wish they were here again, right? But you know, give them five, six, eight, ten years. See you later. You know, we don't remember you. Sorry. So I think that the self-importance is one of the most valuable things to transcend. Amazing. Uh, you know, I resonate with all that, and I think that's a, a beautiful closing statement because I know you have to go try your hand at golf for the first time. Uh, so look at, look at this. Look at this. Yeah, I'm all golfy. Yeah, you're ready to go, man. Just, you know, take it, just swing easy, man. Just swing easy and just visualize, you know, visualize success and, and uh, just have fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting game for sure. Um, hey, I, I appreciate I, uh, I, I have put together a, um, uh, a couple of cool little goodies for people. So if they'll go to MatthewFerry.com forward slash Matt Belair. I got some cool little goodies for people, uh, a, um, a rundown on seven steps that they can take to experience more happiness and peace right now is my gift to them. A little uh, mental retraining of their mind to get them into a little more opulence and uh, um, uh, let's call it prosperity thinking. And then uh, the first four chapters of my new book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life, which are coming out, it's going to come out in June. So if they'll go to MatthewFerry.com forward slash Matt Belair, they can download those, those as my gift to them. 
Amazing, man. You didn't tell me that. That's awesome. Thanks. Well, I'm going to go pick it up myself. And I, uh, you know, I think that you carry uh, real wisdom and also practicality. And I think that a lot of people out there, you know, they feel it's divided where if you're spiritual, you're the hippie with dreadlocks and, you know, uh, doing essential oils and singing bowls, which I love to do. And I do those me things. Too. I can't have the right. Yeah, it's great. Um, and there is the practical side, though. There is the reality that we live in and we're navigating it to the best of our ability. And I think that you're a great ambassador of embodying both and balance, balance from from your perspective. So I appreciate the gift. I definitely think every, everybody should check it out. There's going to be good info. I'm going to I'm going to check it out. I'd love to see some of the work and excited to read the book. So just thank you. For your work, thanks for coming out and, and putting your energy and intention to create an offering you're inspired to do. I think it's wonderful. And and uh, just anything else you'd like to um, close with or, or send the listeners you know, a message or you feel complete? Yeah, I, th I think I'd like to close in this way. So my goal is to help high conscious go-getters achieve enlightened prosperity so they can quiet their mind and live an epic life. And I believe that the way that we do that is to recognize that the, the source of life within you is the source of life in everything. And that we're literally all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. Therefore, there's nothing to resist. And when you are in a state of no resistance whatsoever, everything flows your way. And I hope that that starts to happen for you sooner versus later. Amazing. Amazing. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody definitely check out his stuff and uh, yeah, stay in touch. If there's any way I can support what you're up to, man, happy to shout and, you know, and, and support that way. I think you're doing amazing work. Let's do it, brother. Okay. Take care. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks See everybody. Bye-bye. There you guys have it, the incredible Matthew Ferry. I really love this episode. Just simple, grounded, profound wisdom. He's been in the game for a long time. Uh, just a really great teacher, really great mind, really beautiful heart. Um, I invite you to check that one out over on YouTube if you want. Um, share the episode if you like it. Leave a review in iTunes. Check out the Patreon if you want to hook it up. Um, like Even like a dollar a month is is amazing and if you have any um ideas for how i can upgrade the account because i don't know what the heck i'm doing just let me know but you know if every single listener that listens a lot you know gives like a dollar a month then i can go eat sandwiches and i would be stoked on that so hook it up if you want to and if you don't want to just leave a review that is huge too because that encourages people to listen and really the intention here is just to spread out love and, you know, I still hold the intention to interview the most conscious, awakened, high vibrational, wise people of service to humanity and share their stories. So if you find that any of these stories and episodes have value to, to you, um, you know, send them to a friend. And, and that's really what it's all about. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming on. Um, you can also support the show by checking out mattbelair.com forward slash store, um, seeing our amazing sponsor, Sync Tuition. You can get three free binaural beat tracks that are gamma wave inducing brainwave entrainment binaural beats so they're very serious business and they're really pleasant to listen to and you get three free tracks at bit.ly forward slash gamma waves uh, because they produce gamma waves and that's what you want 
So that is it. Um, those of you uh, inquiring about coaching, I just created a coaching form and I had an awesome influx of a bunch of people. So um, if you're interested in coaching, go to mattbelair.com slash coaching. And I now have an onboarding form, which is making that a lot easier and more streamlined for me as I'm attempting to produce five episodes a week, uh, keep up with everything that is going on and turn it into a process and also serve to the highest degree. So I am learning right now. I have a lot of balls in the air and I'm and I'm trying and ideally I systematize this as quickly as possible so for those of you who want to level up or are interested in coaching um, what I might do is start forming a group like a group Q&A or something like that because there's a there's just a lot of people and it's just my time that's really what it comes down to is just I wish I could help you all one-on-one but it's the time time thing so but some of you one-on-one for sure um, and uh, yeah I'll keep I'll stop ranting actually because that's that is it so before I let you go, what I'll invite you to do is come into a state of powerful peace and coherence. And in this one, just set the intention to connect to universal energy, the life force, prana, that they talk about in Zen, um, they talk about in um, yoga cultures. You know, in Zen, it's chi. So, like the thing that grows the uh, plants. The thing that sustains all life, universal energy, just the highest divine principle. So just put that in your mind. Just say to yourself, I intend to connect to the, to the highest divine principle that connects all things. And so now taking a deep breath in through your nose with that intention in mind, just connecting to the divine perfection, divine principle. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly. With all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. Again, focusing your attention on connecting with the eternal divine principle. And allow this energy from source to just shower your entire being. Realizing that you're an infinite being, a multidimensional being, and always connected with this source energy, with this divine presence. You are a part of it. Just taking another deep breath in through your nose. Again, focusing on this powerful divine principle, knowing that it is within you as well. And connecting to the energy of all life, realizing how powerful you actually are. Just allow yourself to let go now of any story that you might be telling yourself, any past limitation in your mind, any reason you might believe you're not good enough. Just let all that old story go now in 2018, this year. And just make a mental commitment to yourself to decide that you're going to love yourself, that you're going to be kind to yourself, that you're going to let go of all old unserving stories, realizing they are just in the mind because you are perfect, whole, multidimensional, powerful being. That is the truth. And you can connect to this energy and this presence and this source with just three deep breaths. So now I want you to send that energy out. I want you to send as a powerful creator, just realizing that you are a powerful creator. I want you to send that source energy and your unique energy to all of your friends, all of your family, everyone you have ever met, everyone you saw today. I just want you to send them love and support and remembering who they are, sending them your unique signature of energy and support and they receive this energy, all beings do, and now send it to the entire world, the entire planet, sending them love and support and peace, sending them your divine, unique signature of support. 
as a brother or a sister on this planet. And I'm sending you that energy if you're listening to this. I'm sending you that energy, all of my love and support and my unique signature, my unique energy to support whatever creation you want to bring into this world, knowing that you are a divine, multidimensional being and that I'm supporting you 100% as your brother on the planet. So thank you so much for listening. If you get an opportunity, give somebody a big old hug today, and I'll see you in the next episode.